You're listening to the Skylight Books Podcast. We're an independent, general interest bookstore putting great reads in the hands of people in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles. Hosted by resident Skylighters, we're here to bring you new and exciting author conversations, group reads, and bookseller chats. Happy listening. Hello, my beautiful listeners, and welcome to Skylight. This is the Skylight Books Podcast, and I'm your host, Lance Morgan. Today, I'm super excited to welcome Angeline Jackson to talk about her new book, Funny Gal. Angeline Jackson is an LGBTQ humans, human rights activist and an HIV AIDS educator and the former executive director of Quality of Citizenship Jamaica. In 2015, President Barack Obama recognized Angeline as one of Jamaica's remarkable young leaders at the Town Hall for Youth in Kingston, Jamaica. Angeline participated in a U.S. Senate briefing panel on LGBT rights in 2014 and attended the first White House Forum on Global LGBT Human Rights. She lives in Jamaica. Angeline, welcome. I'm so happy to have you on. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Also, crazy that you said you don't understand why this, sorry, listeners, this is from the pre-show, but how I wouldn't be like just a fan of yours after reading that bio there, like the white house i don't know it's you know it's the work you do as an activist you don't think much about it oh it's i'm i am i'm honored and just humbled that 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 is the impact that you feel engaging and seeing my work it's just it's so engaging seeing a woman in jamaica um, also, sorry for I tried I tried my hardest to say funny gal right, and I know that I'm I have no Jamaican as much as I was raised by Jamaicans with the heaviest accents, I have nothing I have none of it I have nothing not a little bit of it. Give yourself some credit you got it right. I got did. listen I'm better than most I'm better than if a <laughs> regular American a regular American a run-of-the-mill non-Jamaican or I'm better than them but I'm still not there <laughs> uh, <laughs> no this is um this is just uh, so exciting for me I've been a fan of yours for years um your the work you've done is just it's just so great seeing a Jamaican woman in Jamaica doing this work it's uh it's amazing to see but before i go into you know spending this entire podcast episode talking about how i how much i love you and your work um i will let you you have a reading for us right yeah i do yeah and so i'll let you take it away all right so this is from funny girl my fight against homophobia in jamaica that i co-wrote with susan mcclelland And this is chapter 15. Section 76, Unnatural Offenses. Whosoever shall be convicted of the abominable crime of buggery, committed either with mankind or with any animal, shall be liable to be imprisoned and kept to hard labor for a term not exceeding 10 years. The Offenses Against the Person Act, Jamaica. Mid-August 2009. The Spanish Town Police had a suspect in custody, and Officer Cox asked me to come to the police station and do an ID parade to see if I could identify the man. I was terrified, not knowing whether I was about to see the man in the bandana again or Fox's fake brother. Daddy canceled his meetings and said he would stay in the waiting area of the police station, suspecting that he would stay nearby in case I needed him. After checking in at the front desk, I followed a police officer to the waiting to the witness waiting room. Another woman, short, dark and plump, was already there, our eyes locked, and I didn't need words to know that she was here to ID the man too. Was she one of the women Catherine knew, or another? If another victim, that made six of us now. Six women. Despite there being chairs spread out around the room, she and I sat side by side. I had so many questions I wanted to ask, but I was unsure what was allowed. I told her my name. That had to be safe enough, and she introduced herself too. I heard the police set a trap for him, she said, 
a, a hand cupped over her mouth. Her eyes strained toward the door and back. I guess she was uncertain too, what information we were allowed to share. After the raid on his house, I asked in a hushed voice. Yeah, he was on bail. Bail for other assaults, I heard. I gasped. How many assaults? Minano, are you gay? She asked. I nodded. She said she was bisexual and she'd only told her boyfriend that she'd been robbed. I couldn't tell him about the attack, you know? Do you know if we're IDing? Do you know who we're IDing? The man in the bandana or Fox's brother? The man in the bandana. A shiver moved through me. This man had the gun. She had supposedly overheard police saying that Fox's fake brother hadn't shown for his bail hearing, but that he was wanted for assault too. He's still out there, she whispered. You know what the man in the bandana looked like? I asked. Did it seem face or something? Not in full face, but I think enough to make an ID. The woman was called into the ID room first. While she was gone, I sat still, quiet, alone, staring at the ceiling, the yellow stains, and then my sneakers, black and white Converse knockoffs. I wrung my hands together, which felt stripped down and exposed without my silver ring. Outside the room in the hallway, the shuffling and usual commotion had gone quiet, as if everyone, not just me, were holding their breaths. When the woman came back, her eyes were red and tears had smeared her makeup. I couldn't do it, she sobbed. I couldn't ID him. I couldn't recognize him face. On shaking legs, I stood up. It was now my turn. When I entered the screening room, I jumped. There were six or seven men all behind the window, standing up close, not far away like I'd seen on television crime dramas. I started to exit the room, momentarily convinced the glass that separated us wasn't one-sided, and that all these men, including the attacker, could see me as clearly as I could see them. Take all the time you need, the police officer facilitating the ID parade said. As if sensing my fear, he added, you can stand right up to the window and they still can't see you. I timidly approached the window. As I moved from man to man, I recalled those hands, rough, smelling of oil and marijuana, pushing me down, down to the ground. Palms up and then palms down, I asked the police officer to tell the men. I singled out four of the men for being too short, too tall, too skinny, or too fat. There were two I couldn't decide on. I asked each of the men to turn to the side so I could view their profiles. Afterward, I stepped up close to the window and slowly walked from one man to the next, studying their eyes. In my mind, I saw them all over again, the eyes empty, soulless even. Someone who could commit so many crimes and still have a soul was beyond me. I knelt down in front of each man, forcing myself to remember. Remember when I was forced, naked and raw, to kneel in front of the man. Can you have each man say, Pussy old govadeso, I finally asked the officer. I asked one man to repeat it. And again, I demanded, my heart beating fast. That's him, I finally said, pointing. That's him. The station was breathing again, like an ant colony, there was scurried movement. As I made my way back to the waiting room, I caught one officer telling another, she do it, she point him out. 
Back in the witness waiting room, I was alone, the woman having left. I was about to sit down when I spied on a table a newspaper that hadn't been there before. I picked it up. It was open to an article about a man who was accused of attacking more than a hundred women and girls. As soon as I read the name Ronnie Graymond, I heard someone outside say the name too. He was my attacker. He was the one who destroyed my friend Sasha and so many others of us too. Ronnie Graymond was a man in the bandana with the beanie cap. He had been a suspect for sexual assaults for several years, the article said, each time out on bail with his victims unable or too afraid to ID him. Ronnie Graymond. The Saint and the Saint Catherine police are warning parents that a popular website is being used by sexual predators to lure teenagers and young adults. 23-year-old Ronnie Grayman, a laborer of Kitsentown in the parish, who is now before the courts on 109 sexual offenses, all relating to the internet. The police believe Mr. Raymond is a mastermind luring young women between the ages of 15 and 21 through the internet. Radio Jamaica News, November 2007. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that, the sharing your story. I, and it's, must have been hard to share, especially when you're writing it, but God, the way you also shared it is gorgeous. Like the way you spoke, the way that you're speaking it out loud. I, wow, you're, you're you are a natural speaker. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I just, I have a lot of emotions there, but the first thing I want to ask you, could you, for our audience, um, you know, give us a little bit of background on your journey to um, activism in Jamaica. Sure. Um, so that journey starts a long time ago. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I connected to HIV and, and LGBTQ rights. I got started in HIV um, activism and education through high school. I was in my last year of, of high school. So um, fifth form, I don't know, I was what, 16, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and um, a teacher recognized an interest or I don't know, probably wanted to keep me out of trouble. <laughs> Whatever yeah. reasons Miss Davis saw, um, she suggested that I um, get into, uh, come to the Parish AIDS Association. Mm -hmm. And by going there, I started learning about HIV. I started learning how to, you know, talk about um, STIs, HIV, mm -hmm. um, doing work with um, gay and bisexual men in St. Anne, which is where I'm from. And the Parishes Association is in Ocherius. So that was also when Very I was well. at Ocherius High. <laughs> 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 That's also when I was at Ocherius High, um, which is why I asked, where did he say? Um, so, you know, th that was that was that beginning stages. Mm -hmm. And then it eventually moved into um, getting involved in LGBTQ activism. Um, it wasn't a big involvement initially, mm -hmm. but after I was assaulted, um, there came a point where in my activism, I kept asking, and I think I talk about this in the book, mm -hmm. I, I kept asking, you know, what's happening with the women? Where are the women in the programming? Where are the women in what we're doing? Mm -hmm. And there came a point where everybody was just rolling their eyes. Yes, Anjali, we know what about the women? And so a friend of mine said, if you keep hitting your head over and over again against the wall and expecting a different result, then you are mad. And so my a friend of mine and I decided to start an organization. And that's really where the rest of the activism started. Mm -hmm. um, it did come out of my own experience, realizing that there was nowhere for queer women to turn to at the time. This is 2009. Um, mm -hmm. Nowhere for queer women to turn to for support. Um, if they had experienced what I had experienced and by what I learned, there were queer women who were experiencing what I had experienced. Yeah. And so where were they going? What was the support that was available? Um, and nobody was, I didn't feel that what was being offered was adequate. Um, mm. 
So I, I did something about it, but in a very, very brief cliff notes version, mm-hmm. that that's the journey from, um, getting me into activism. It was a high school teacher introduced me to parish AIDS association and HIV work and eventually um, getting into LGBT activism broadly, but more mm-hmm. focused on lesbian and bisexual women happened as a result of my own experience and recognizing that support was not available. Wow. And I mean, yeah, that's, I feel like that's, you know, especially after following you for a while, it's a, not a surprising thing to hear. Um, and for our listeners, so probably a lot of them are not familiar with, you know, LGBTQ history in Jamaica. Could you give us a little brief, because uh, there's so much to cover there, a brief, like, um, a brief, you know, not history lesson, but a brief history on, like, LGBTQ culture in Jamaica and the tumultuous history there, the very... I can try. Um... Um, the, from what I, from what I remember, um, much of the work, actually, a lot of the work around LGBTQ rights and culture building started, I think, in the 70s with, um, Larry Chang and the group that existed at the time. Larry Chang is the name I remember, (laughs) not that there were not other people. Um, but there was like the Gailey newspaper and there were different publications that happened. Um, can't tell you what happened between the 70s and 90 something. That's when yeah. history picks back up in the mm-hmm. 90s. Um, when J Flag was formed, um, when we started, when we had an out gay man, national TV, I believe, um, who was Brian Williamson. And yes. um, Brian, Bar- Brian was murdered. And um, during that time, you know, there were at the scene were a number of LGBTQ people and there were Jamaicans on the other side of the road, you know, dancing and celebrating and saying, we're coming for you next. But I will say that despite all of what has happened to LGBTQ people in Jamaica, there's always been a spirit of resilience and define the odds. We will party to any song, regardless of what that song says. Bujabaisen's boom bye bye is still a party song. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean (laughs) at the at the cookouts, like know it too well. God it's it's, uh, you know what the the real evil is that the beat is good. Like I'm just I'll be there like, all right, well (laughs) Exactly. Which is why when gay people take it back over and they're like, We're just gonna dance to this. Okay, we are just gonna take this over and dance to it. (laughs) Like what am I what am I gonna do? But um (laughs) (laughs) but um so so there was brian's murder and then over the so that's 95 i'm still a kid um but over the years there was just this i i would be lying if i would say there was no back and forth there was movement there has been movement there has been some levels of progress um but it has been slow steady but very slow Um, And there has been a lot of violence and a lot of loss of life over the years. We have lost way too many LGBTQ people to the violence of um, the crowds, particularly crowds that decide to come down on gay people that they find out about. Um, And that typically generally happens to um, gay, bisexual men and trans women. But for lesbians, lesbian and bisexual women, and this is the thing, and trans masculine women, but you, you can. So when I say trans masculine in Jamaica, um, surgery is not necessarily easily available. And so mm-hmm. trans masculine, I use more in the terms of presenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and for our, for that community, for our queer women community, and trans masculine women, there have what we have experienced more so are instances of sexual violence and assault and threats of assault. Mm-hmm. And overall, the LGBTQ community constantly lives with the space of threat, the space yeah. of um, the threats of violence, the threats of whatever you can, Im- can and don't want to imagine. Yeah. Um, but over the years, activism has continued, activism has grown, there have been more people talking out. 
um, there, there are certainly more out LGBTQ people now um, than there were over the years, even when I came out um, mm. publicly. Um, that's definitely changed. And so there is a, the, the, the culture of <laughs> Jamaica's LGBT culture has always been here. Yeah. Um, it has ebbed and flowed. We have parted in, in homes and have church in the same homes the next yeah. day. You oh, know, yeah. we, we create the spaces that we need. We have mm -hmm. made our, our safe spaces. Um, and we're resilient, but it's it's been a it's been a journey of still not yet there, but yeah. getting there. No, I mean that's yeah, it's not it's a journey. It's a journey for sure, and it's um, still there's still it's it's the resilience is so amazing to see, and I mean one thing that I know um, that I've seen a lot of times is when uh, a lot of especially Jamaicans who are like get more prominent in uh culture in some way who eventually either are outed or come want to be open leave a lot of the times mm -hmm. they'll leave and come to america or they go to go to britain or they'll go out they'll leave the country so seeing you staying there doing a lot of activism openly in this in jamaica it's just so amazing it's just so like I, the word i don't even like it's indescribable in a way to to see that bravery there how has that been for you you know staying in jamaica um so in doing this work and being you know very open about it well <laughs> <laughs> oh Whew, i know um... it's gonna be good let me get my coffee i'm ready <laughs> I first have to say that I, I definitely pay homage and stand on the shoulders of activists and queer people who have come before me, those who have come out in Jamaica, those who lived in Jamaica for as long as it was tenable before they left, um, and, and recognizing and acknowledging those, those who have lost their lives in the space of being out and choosing to, to, to defy society's restrictions. Mm. Um, when I came out, it was a very specific, it was a deliberate move because when I started, when I co-founded QCJ, Quality of Citizenship Jamaica, I didn't want to not be out. It mm. didn't, in my head, it didn't make sense to start another LGBT organization, queer women organization, and nobody, you didn't know who the leadership was. You didn't have a face. And mm. it wasn't so much for the sake of being a face. I don't want that type of publicity, right. but it was for the sake of, there were cartoons drawn by uh, an artist named Clovis in the Jamaica Observer that were terrible representations, caricatures of LGBTQ people. Mm -hmm. I don't look like any of those stupid cartoons. You know, right. where, where are the people who can? And that mm -hmm. was the thing. I was in a position, and I'm still in a position to be able to do it. I know that my reality is not the reality of so many LGBTQ people, but right. I was able to do it because I was living in a gated community. Mm -hmm. I was not uptown Kingston, but I was not in the ghettos. I was not downtown Kingston. I was living mm -hmm. in middle-class gated community Kingston, mm -hmm. and I could do it. I could afford to take taxis chartered cabs to where I was going rather than taking public transportation. Mm -hmm. I traveled a lot. My my fam my sisters particularly would laugh and say, I take I used to take airplanes more than I took taxis. That's how <laughs> that's how often I traveled. So I wasn't here a lot, you know, so there were right. a lot of different things that were happening in that space. And when mm -hmm. I was home, I stayed home. I am mm -hmm. by nature an introvert. I uh. love my yard. Yes. Home. That's true. So I will be home. My house. Yes. So I will be home. No problem. Right. Mm -hmm. But I also had the luxury and the privilege to be able to stay home. There's right. a lot of people who you have to go out to work and you have to go mm -hmm. out to live in the rest of society. I right. didn't have to be. I, I did not have to go through that. Um, so there is that. Um, and that's honestly why I did it. I've heard brave used and I hear that and it, it sucks that we have to use brave yeah. to, to talk about it. You know, why can't LGBTQ Jamaicans just live openly in peace without 
without any threat to their safety and security. You yeah. know? Um, but I, so in, in doing all of that, all of it has to do with just, just what I was able to have access to, to be able to do it. Um, and when <laughs> the final straw of my being out there in that kind of way, cause I was already out, I was doing my activism. I was, mm-hmm. um, doing, um, protests with like Maurice Tomlinson and Yelna Broderick, who is also mm-hmm. queer, queer Jamaican woman who is still in the country. Um, but that final, when you say kick off all the doors off of the closet door, oh, yeah. that final kick was when Obama came. And, I, you know, I had to decide when they reached out to me, am I willing to be this out? Mm. Yes, because, <laughs> because somebody needed to do it. Mm-hmm. Somebody needed to do it. And the final thing I'll say is that Jamaica is my yard. So whereas I have my home, which is my yeah. home, Jamaica yeah. is my yard. Yeah. If I, I can go anywhere else in the world and I could yeah. be a permanent resident, I could maybe even become a citizen. And some countries now are finding different ways of taking away people's citizenship once you've been yeah. neutralized. Naturalized. I mean, at this point. Uh, Naturalization, yes. Naturalization, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but some places are finding ways to take that away. Mm-hmm. If you're a permanent resident, that's not that's not a certainty that you will always remain there. So if foreign, any foreign country that I move to decide to kick me out of them country and send me back to my yard, my yard needs to be in a state of affairs so that I can come back and live in peace. Exactly. So I'm not saying I won't leave Jamaica. That's kind of on my agenda at this point. And I'm leaving mm-hmm. Jamaica for love, not for not not for all the other reasons. Right. But Jamaica still yard, and at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I want to be able to come home and live in peace here. Yeah. And yeah. so I am trying. I am doing what I can do before the next generation takes over, the next set takes over, to be mm-hmm. able to make a difference in society. I always tell people, the second, the second Jamaica is freed from the shackles of the homophobia and queerphobia, I'm moving. Like I'm out. <laughs> like, like yeah. that's my those my people over there. I. The way I would, you would never see. I, my family still has uh, uh, property there. <laughs> Bye, America. I'm out. I'm out. You'll never see me again because I'll be at my house. My grandparents have a mango tree and a star fruit tree in their backyard. Hey. What else do I? What do I need? What else do I need? What do I need? Because I'm about to eat good and, and just stay at home. <laughs> what else am yep. I going to do? <laughs> no, um, no, it's it's real, though. No, it's Jamaica. J- Jamaica is such an amazing country and the culture is just so important. And it's no, I get that you go on a it's it's home. It's mm-hmm. it's home. It's your it's it feels home even when even even when I'm even though I'm born and raised in America, something about going to Jamaica feels like home. Mm-hmm. Even when I see those big ass spiders in the backyard and I'm like, oh no, not for me. Then I'll, I'll eat a good bowl of curry goat and I'll be like, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back guys, I'm back. I'm here, I'm here again. Um, I'm here, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> It's fine. Uh, oh my god! I once saw one. I swear to you, the size of my hand, just like no. on a tree. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, you guys are. I was like, y'all are funny. I'm good. <laughs> the spider owns this house now. So <laughs> what am I gonna do about it? I don't. It's like, uh, do I have to pay the spider rent? Because I have. <laughs> it's not no for me. to spiders. Nope. Mm. No, what well, I have had to run and kill. I've had battles with um with 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 forty legs. So I don't know Oof. if you know a forty leg. I saw one in my parents' yard once. Yeah, I, I can't tell you. Let's see, what's the size of this ruler? This is what twelve inch ruler. Yeah. I swear to me, standing away from it. So this yeah. might be an exaggeration of the truth. Mm-hmm. But it, I swear that forty leg was about. 18 inches long yeah my dad caught it with a a machete and said angeline or he caught it with a pipe a plastic pipe that was laying on the ground and he said angeline carry the machete and i said why me no i'd have been like i'd have looked at it like carry the what (laughs) 
I was like, I can't, I have to go. I'm so sorry. My car is, I have to go. No, I, because, and then you have to, I'm like, they're so big sometimes. I have to throw hands. I have to fight. I'm, I'm not doing that. What am I? I'm not, they have more hands than I do. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm going to go in my house. If they, if they come in, it's their house. I can go, you know, I can get a new house. I can't get a new life. So. <laughs> I am good. <laughs> um, to say, there Jamaica's more than the spider. Beautiful, beautiful, better than yes. the, it's worth the spiders, worth all the spiders. It is. But I won't fight one. <laughs> I will not be fighting <laughs> one. Worth it though. Now, um, I want to ask more about now. I want to ask about you. Like, what do you like through all of this? Through all of this, like journey, how have you found like? your own peace in all of it because I imagine there must be a lot of just mental gymnastics to to hop through and you know make sure you're you're just handling it well handing all these obstacles what do you do to like you know refresh and make sure that you're (laughs) keeping sane (laughs) this is not you know getting to you Yeah. yeah that's a good question um I will say that for years, I didn't have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always on. I don't, I don't have an off button. <laughs> Probably a I pause mean, button, but I do not have an off not button. Not off button. How? Uh, I mean, <laughs> oof, oof, I get that sometimes. Um, <clears throat> but one of the things that I really enjoy doing, and it's, it's not very accessible to me. I don't have a car, um, but I really like going to the beach specifically. See, now I'm going to share something with your audience. This is a very special place to me. I like it because there's not a lot of tourists there, but I'm going to share it with your audience. Okay. Don't go. I you love, you don't have, I love, just... I love a beach in Portland. Let's go there. I love a beach in Portland that I call my heaven on mm. earth. It is church <sighs> for me. Oof. Oof. That's all uh... I'm going to say. I do post about it. Yeah, man, I post pictures. So if, if you are looking at social, you see it. But I won't tell you the name. But it is a beautiful, beautiful spot. And um, so I enjoy going there. And I've realized over the years that I love water. Mm-hmm. I'm a Jamaican. The first thing is that you go first to the thing. sea and you go to beach to wash oh, yeah. off the salt off mm-hmm. you. Oh, yeah. something wrong in your life. If you need a cleansing, you oh, go yeah. to the sea and you Oof. wash off <laughs> all the bad juju with some yes. salt water Oof. and i i think as i've spent over the last couple of years i've realized how much more important that has been to me mm-hmm. and even now saying it to you i've realized oh it's kind of in that space of ritual of mm-hmm. that that heritage and a cultural heritage of what we think the, the the elements and the the elements of different um of different things and in this case salt water and mm-hmm. and, and the beach i do yeah. love the river too i do love the river um but water like seriously Uh water um i will say though that in over the last two years so i've also been in divinity school studying for masters in divinity Mm -hmm. and over the two years one of the things that we've had to do i know grad school generally you know breaks you up and puts you back together it really does seminary sometimes honestly sometimes it just breaks you apart and you have to put you have to put yourself back (laughs) together But seminary has definitely been that experience of, mm-hmm. okay, we're going we're gonna to take it apart mm-hmm. and then we're going to find a new way of pulling it back together. And I'm in second year of this pulling back together. I'm in second year. So we've, we've, we're not finished with the dismantling. There will always be something that you realize that you're still carrying, something that still needs to be released or transmuted or trans changed, yes. right? Right. Um, in in you and about you and about your thought processes and your experiences but seminary has been a wonderful experience for me in this in a very personal development way that i did not think was going to be the case Mm -hmm. and so what i some of the things that i have experienced has been the space of really peeling back the layers of things that i have been carrying around since childhood beliefs that i still hold on to that i didn't realize i was holding on to the things that i am letting go of and realizing oof this was not serving me this was Mm. not for my my best good my highest good right um and one of the there are two other things 
in terms of my sanity um yeah. was that when we when we got the contract to do the book i realized before i go there i have a tendency to compartmentalize things mm-hmm. so my life is stressful i don't have time to sit down and think about all the stressful things of 10 years ago that's fine i can deal right. with today's stress yeah. <laughs> that's what we're going to work with yeah right? um so when we started the book i realized ooh. I need to talk to a therapist. <laughs> and <laughs> so, right? Preach, I get it. Right? Like that was me in grad school being like, oh no, I can't get this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, that's not to say I went to a therapist earlier, a couple, just, just not probably three years ago to specifically deal with therapy as it related to the sexual trauma and mm-hmm. to 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 do that and i did it that was great and that was fine and i reduced the spaces of panic attacks and the trauma that came with that mm-hmm. still you know it's still a reality right um but grad school and starting the book i realized no i need a therapist and so i started going to therapy last year i was mm-hmm. in therapy for every week for a couple of months and now it's gone on to more of a monthly basis mm-hmm. um and the other thing that i do is um, I don't do it right, <laughs> but there's a thing called morning pages from the artist's way. Oh, yeah. And I hated it when I started, okay? You have to do it in the morning, and I am not a morning person. I, I will happily be up until 4 a.m. Oh, yes. Sleep until 12, but the world wakes Woo. at 8. I don't understand the rest of the world. Sorry, Preach. sorry. Preach. No, no, no. I... Wakes at 5 and work starts, you know? I don't the... understand that world. <laughs> You are, uh, the way that you are pre, this is ministry right now. I am, I get it. Cause I, I don't get it. I, the night, I like the nighttime. It's peaceful. Yeah. It's yes. everyone's, my brain could be quiet yes. and like, it just the day, the morning. I don't want to see the sun. The sun shouldn't be, the sun should not be out till 11 AM or t- noon the most. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Right. <laughs> Listen, so, get it. We get it. So me getting up, trying to do morning pages before, let's say I have something to do at 11 o'clock, which is when I try and schedule everything to start. Mm-hmm. So, but I have to get up at like 930 so I can get my morning pages done and, you know, my morning stuff. Right. I am up at 930 with one eye half open, laying on the bed, probably some drool still coming, trying right. to write in these morning pages, you know, but <laughs> so I do not use the size, which is a regular A4, 8 by 11 book. I don't mm-hmm. use that. I'm sorry. But what I do right. is I get books that look really nice and that makes mm-hmm. me want to write in them. Yes. Um, and I have it right beside the bed so that I mm-hmm. don't have an excuse to not do it. And Smart. I write in, the, <laughs> I write in those, write those pages, um, three every morning. And, and that's, you know, so I just, whatever's in my mind, on my mind, when I wake up in the morning, goes down on those pages. Sometimes it's nothing. I've written sleep a couple of lines over. Yeah. I, I don't think that's what you're supposed to do, but who, yeah. I don't know. you Sick. know, it works for me, right? Yeah, so, like- <laughs> So I've to totally done that. Yeah. <laughs> totally done that. And that has right. helped. And it's been a space of outlet and release. And um all, all of these things that I'm talking about, I totally got from seminary. Um and artist way. One of the other things I did was I bought um a, a, a watercolor paint book and some watercolor brushes. And I just I'm not an artist, although you know what? Everybody's a creator. Everybody's so. a creator. You wrote it. Also, let me say, I'm not an artist, but I have a book out. You know, what? I know, right? I'm over here like, excuse what, me. What do we think about artists, right? Right, but, exactly. You're so, an artist. Sometimes I just, you know, I just doodle, literally. Mm-hmm. Just take the, the book up and I just doodle. Or every once in a while, I create something that's very stunning. And I'm just like, wow, where did this come from? But it's that space of being able to have that. And the last right. thing, last two things that I do, um, I grew up brethren and so tarot and mystical arts and all these things were off the books completely you don't touch these things Mm-mm. um witchcraft dark mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. that's darkness exactly. yeah exactly obia you don't do them things there right Mm-mm. right um but i have recently come to a space of realizing that i got curious about tarot and oracle mm-hmm. cards mm-hmm. and i'm the type of person that i will 
I have no interest and then I have all interest and I'm gonna go I go all the way in well, yes you got to you have to so I have five dicks that I now use I had zero and then I had five I have five decks that I use but I I've come to love the Muse Tarot deck and there's a new deck that I want to get but I use there's a particular that particular deck every morning I I do my cards mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily, I don't, the tarot does not run my life. I don't read it and then say, oh, this is what I want to do today because the tarot said, you right. know, but I found it to be a very beneficial space of also tuning into myself and being able to hear mm. myself. And yes. that has been reading you. And the last thing, I like to play with alcohol. Not, I love to drink it too, but I also like to play with alcohol. Mm. I feel that adults sometimes, as an adult, let me talk for myself, yeah. as an adult, I want to have times when I can just enjoy alcohol, but not like a grown up. Like recently I had Swiss Miss and I made it with some Tia Maria. Ooh. It was amazing. I was just Ooh. like, cause sometimes adults just want to have kid fun. Okay. Yes, so exactly. I also like playing around with alcohol. <laughs> Those should... are the things that I do for my sanity. <laughs> you know what you should do next time? Do get some Ray nephews, um, mm-hmm. put it with, um, not Swiss Miss. Do a uh, if you do like a root beer float. I put some right nephews. I really like root beer float. That's do, you, do you like what's your what's your soda drink? I'm a Jamaican. I like Pepsi. Go for it. <laughs> put do Pepsi a scoop of ice cream in there, and just a little bit of Raid nephews. I'm telling you, you'll have a good time. I'm gonna try it just because. <laughs> Just, Just because, because you let me know, you let me know, and I, I, will. I it's a fun time. I promise you. I promise you. Just, a, just if I say a little bit of Ray Nephews, you know what I mean. You know, like the yeah, you know what I mean. The correct ratio. The correct ratio. Okay. The correct. You know, <laughs> you know. I um, it's if you have to. I have my bottle, and you have to have. I always tell people when you have to have every Jamaican has one bottle of rain nephews in their house at any time mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. you have to it's everything i you it's you can drink it you can uh wash you can cook with it you can it's a good mosquito repellent medicine, medicine. oh use it for medicine honey, honey lime rain nephews <laughs> cure yes, anything it can it. cure anything <laughs> <laughs> what, what can't it cure that's it uh, that's it that's it um no someone was like isn't that just if you put isn't that hot water you, it's a hot toddy I'm like, i don't know what you're talking about that's i don't know what that is that I sounds know, i don't know what a hot toddy is Mm-mm. it's not my culture that's not my culture uh-uh this is jamaican medicine this is yes. just this it was it's the same thing as when your grandmother calls you and says "Mm, don't go on that plane today i had a dream same thing the same Same mentality it's the same thing there it's like i don't i i trust it uh (laughs) (laughs) um no this is i i want to ask you too how do you see especially now like there's a you know there's we're older we're we're it's the kids are taking my energy there I see them now I'm like oh no my um I just saw my baby cousin she's 13 going to high school and I'm just like she's like oh how old are you 40 I'm like I need you to leave my site right now <laughs> I need you to walk away from me right now I need you to <laughs> I was like you have 10 seconds to walk away from me right now I was just like these kids are mean they're rude oh my god um but you know these kids they're online they're connected they're more connected than ever they're more is it they're more open to things than it's ever been how has that you know impacted the lgbtq not even culture but awareness or visibility in jamaica and how do you think like it's going to look for the future even the present mm-hmm. but like for the future mm-hmm. you know i think so covid has definitely done a number on us all mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so what that has looked like in the space of society, I still can't tell you. I haven't been able to place put a finger really on how society has changed. Right. But what I do know is that kids had a whole lot of time to watch a whole lot of stuff at home yeah. during COVID, during oh, the, yeah. the heights of the pandemic when we had lockdown and kids weren't going to school and that kind of stuff. Right. Um 
and so i definitely know that there has been in terms of in terms of um, exposure and awareness that has definitely changed and um many jamaicans have access to netflix yeah many of us we got disney you know we got the stuff we got we have foreign tv how about that we have foreign yeah. tv and we have foreign movie right right mm-hmm. and so it's impossible to watch almost anything produced outside of the island that does not have some amount of queer element to it whether in passing right. it doesn't matter what it is i mean i was watching a tv show the other night and there was a kid in it that you know we won't go there that it was a weird show um but just <laughs> but just the space of there are so many there's so much in popular media right that has that representation and you it's in it's in music and it's all over the place and so there's definitely a space of new awareness that exists mm-hmm. because of that i will right. say what i do know is that we have had a number of our artists particularly um dance hall women artists mm-hmm who have either come out and saying that they're in support of the community. Um, I believe Spice is performing at Toronto Pride. Um, right? The Toronto, uh, um, I was about to say Toronto Pride <laughs> too. I know the Jamaicans are excited. They're going to mm-hmm. be out in Toronto. Oof. Yes. Uh. You know, so, and, and Spice is just literally one person. Right. There's been at least two other persons who came out as being bisexual. And mm-hmm. so there is a new, there's a new culture developing. Right. And what I what I hope is that people get to see that queerness is so much more than the caricatures of Clovis's cartoons in the Jamaica Observer. Yeah. That queerness is more than what pe- the stereotypes that we walk around with in Jamaican society. Mm-hmm. That queerness can look like um, Maurice Tomlinson, an attorney, mm-hmm. no going into nursing. Queerness can look like um, Stacy and Chin, you know, just a, the, the variety of what that can look like, the spaces that we can occupy. And that's where media, that's where popular culture is coming in because, oh, you're watching a TV show and the nurse is a queer man. Oh, 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 he has a healthy relationship. Oh, that's new, you know, and just, just that space. And I'm right. excited about how that will cause some changes. No. That is not to say we are still, quote unquote, a Christian society. Yes. And so Christianity is still very present, still very prevalent, still very, still heavily influences a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? And so, for me, for me, there, there's, there are two things that I wish for Jamaica's future as, mm-hmm. as a queer person and for all queer people in Jamaica and Jamaica as a society overall. Um, we're 2022, Jamaican Vision 2030 spoke about wanting to be a place of choice to live, work, do business and raise families. Yes. That's supposed to include everybody, mm-hmm. everybody, regardless yes. of sexual orientation, gender identity, right? right? Mm-hmm. So what, what my hope is, is that in eight years, <laughs> Jamaica will get to that space where we get rid of the anti-Sodomy law because why do we have an 1864 law still on our books in 2022? Yes. It is my hope yes. that we will redefine rape to actually mean something with teeth for all persons who are affected by that, not by separating crimes against men, um, anal rape into buggery as if it's so totally different and it's not just men, but anal rape as right. buggery because, well, rape laws don't cover this, you know? Um, my hope is that as a society, we'll get to a point of being able to say, I don't agree with you. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with your quote lifestyle. I'm using that in quotes, um, listeners. Um, but I can respect that this is your life and this is how you want to live. Then in another 10, I'm hoping it would take less than 10 years, but in another couple of years, I'm hoping that then we get to the point where we can actually have family life, where yes. family family structure, new family structure, new to Jamaica, family structures yeah. will be legally recognized. And that type of change can happen in society as well. But mm-hmm. that's my, those are my, my hopes and dreams for Jamaican society at large. And it, it always, it always happens with the kids. It's always the next it generation. Does. So I am hoping that the next generation is seeing what's happening out there and realizing 
we can have a better way of living where everybody is included and accepted and welcomed and we can leave people to their own business yes one thing i one movie that i remember seeing and being like this is good that's being shown the the i mean past my own views on the the movie um how good or bad it was whatever the marvel movie remember that did you watch the eternals that marvel movie i never did i have had time it's watch it whenever you get a chance to or whatever if you don't want to whatever but there is a, one of the care one of the main characters is this you know big black man um brian tyree henry i don't know if you know him from he's in atlanta um he's paperboy in atlanta he's been in a bunch of movies and television if you see me probably recognize I him see the face yeah mm-hmm. but he plays like a he plays a gay character in it and I was just like this must be great for like you know other countries to see a black gay man openly in this and just it be like and not even be like the a moment where any character has to like say anything it's just he he is there he is there Mm -hmm. and he's open and especially for Jamaica seeing a black gay man in this big Mm -hmm. Marvel like Marvel is everyone knows the Marvel movies and so they I just I want them to see that they're they're the that anti-LGBTQ culture is not what's it's it's on the wrong side. They're on the wrong side of it when they see it, especially the kids. And the kids, I think, especially with TikTok and uh social media in that way, and they're like skid being like, oh, the way that my parents' generation what they're saying is not right and it's not especially i mean if they're saying the the homophobic and queerphobic slurs and um derogatory things it's not the right way to do it and even on that topic of christianity in jamaica like whenever i think about how jamaica like i was raised christian through my jamaican family like devout they're devout christians and i'm just like well, when will they ever? When will Jamaica as a culture ever investigate that history of that coming from colonialism and slavery? And I'm just, I'm like, do you guys know that the idea is for because they enslaved us and like they told us that we have, like, what does, what was Jamaica? What was the religion before? Um, and I, this might be a topic for hey, take the idea for another book if you want to, if you want an idea. But what was, what was? Um, religion before christianity in jamaica what was what did we what were the beliefs what were we because a lot of the beliefs i have to queer culture existed before christianity came to jamaica so what did that look like for them what are what it's like not christianity is very important to people and i know that and i respect that but these harmful ideals came from the harmful parts of it came from colonialism and slavery and like i gotta tell you i swear i i i would bet not my last dollar but i would bet <laughs> some m&ms or something on that's big m&ms on jamaica <laughs> on jamaica becoming more accepting of lgbtq people faster than they start to in as a whole on a societal level before yeah. we start to investigate christianity and <laughs> so firm grasp firm grasp on it on it seriously seriously Mm um i i was not identified as agnostic atheist for a few for a little while and Mm. part of the fights that i had with my dad was you know well why are we christian don't we you know what about all these things that happened and one of his comebacks was well when when we had emancipation the churches helped to create the schools and i thought that is not a good answer. It's not that a good is a answer, terrible though. answer. That's not a good answer at all. Oh no. But you know what? I am not going to fight you on this. I will leave you with your religion and your faith. Um, but on that matter, I I identify as a Unitarian Universalist, and mm-hmm. which is where I'm doing my my training is to become an ordained minister in Unitarian Universalism, um, and and part of being a UU for me is that space of well. There are many paths to God. I believe that we can find our way to God in many different ways. I don't believe everybody has to have a path to God. If you don't want to find no God, that's your problem. That's your business. It's it's not a problem for me. If it's not a problem for you, we're good. We're fine. If you want to talk about something different, then that's that's a different story. Um, And because I believe in the inherent worth and dignity of all persons, then 
it makes it a hundred times easier and possible to be able to recognize and respect that all people will have different paths and different ways that they experience God or don't. And yeah. that is perfectly fine. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a journey for every single person. It is, but I, in, in like, yeah, exactly. It's, I, I believe in that. I believe everyone deserves their own journey in their own religious, you know, identity, but I just, for Jamaica specifically, that Christianity has a hold on that mm -hmm. country, a whole tight grasp. And I'm like, I just, I, I want, you know, you're saying like they, they would accept, they would accept like LGBTQ people before they investigate that. I'm like, give them the choice. Cause I'll take, I would <laughs> give them that choice. Cause tomorrow they will be like, all right, well, I guess we have to accept, <laughs> I guess we're here with all of you because we're not getting rid of Christianity. That is not a, and honestly, I'll take it. I would be like, sure, why not? Why not? Uh, no, it's, 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 it's something, and it's something that definitely, there is a, there is a connection between anti-LGBTQ um, culture and Christianity mm -hmm. and slavery sure. and it just, I mean, the three of those, just the 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 true in, in, original sin in that way. Mm. Uh, God, I'm gonna mm. get, oh no, the hate that I'm gonna get from the Jamaicans who hear this. You'd be like, excuse me? Uh-uh, no, 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 um, God. But uh, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a stretch to talk about how the influence of, we have Christianity as we do in Jamaica because there was slavery. Full right. stop. Mm -hmm. We have homophobia the way we have homophobia in Jamaica because of Christianity. Full stop. Because if we if 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 the interpretations of Christianity that we have in Jamaica, the predominant interpretations of Christianity in Jamaica did not exist or did not include the understandings of Leviticus and Genesis and Romans and First Corinthians. If it did not include those clubber passages in the ways that have been interpreted by conservative folks, we wouldn't have this problem. Exactly. We would not have a problem of mob violence, mm -mm. right? People wouldn't be running up and down killing gay men because, well, to you lie with a man, so you should your blood is upon your shoulders, kind of thing. We wouldn't have that stupidity to be dealing with. Yeah. We wouldn't have that if we didn't have delivery. So it's not a it's not a stretch. It's really not that to stretch. make that. Now somebody that is not my academic research, somebody can do an academic paper on that because there are connections, and it, yeah. it's 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 you're not wrong for saying it. You're yeah. certainly not wrong for saying it. And it's it, it's what that's what gets you know that's one of the things that I just think about, and I'm like, it's do we want it? Why are we holding on to this? It, it feels like the chains are still there, you know? It's the mm. reminiscence, the ghost chains, the duppy chains. The mental slavery. Yes, the duppies are still here. It's those slave owners over there that um, it's just, they, yeah, it's the mental slavery. It's the, it's, it's so much. It's, there's so much there. And I'm telling <laughs> so if that person wants to write, <laughs> that be yep. please send it our way. I will, yes, please. I will read it twice, three times over. Um, Angeline, this is, this has been such a pleasure. This has been so much fun. I, it's been, it's, been it's been so great talking to you again. I, I've been a fan for so long that this feels like an, an inevitability is the wrong it feels like something that just like was meant to be in a way to just us talking mm -hmm. to each other um and you know i feel like i made a new friend today so thank you oh uh, uh, thank you we're next time you come to la we're finding some jamaican food out here i'm telling yes. you if you know any jamaican food out in la that's not we jamming or uh what did i what did we say if you if I'm you find with the name of the other two, I the other uh, but if you have it, we know we jamming, and you know, no respect to the no disrespect to the we jamming corp, uh, we jamming company and corporation, or whatever they are, restaurant probably just restaurant. But I, I just want options, you know, we should. I want, I want to, I want a plethora of just amazing Jamaican food out here. I want that for my people. You know what? I hear that you can check Limerick Park on Sunday sometimes with the. 
like the market food, or something. Some food market kind of thing yeah. i don't know what it is exactly but check from our park on oof, sundays oof, mm-hmm. oof, i will um and i'll report back don't worry uh <laughs> <laughs> no but next time you come we'll do that but uh, do you have anything you'd like to say to you know the independent bookstore community and you know even your uh just like the booksellers and everyone out there as your books is about to be released um you know i i think of independent bookstores and i remember for a long time i was like what the heck is an independent bookstore <laughs> but i'm in jamaica so it's it's, it's not it's not a given but because we do mm-hmm. have two book, um, bookstore chains but i remember one of the first bookstores that i walked into in kingston was in new kingston and it, there was just something about going into a bookstore that did not belong to a chain that was just it was homey it was wonderful it was just it was i, I don't know how to describe it i probably a bookophilia i know has um, like a cafe area and, and stuff like that but i think i just i wanted to just be able to sit down on the side and just read and just enjoy that space that i felt like i could do and i was welcome to do in that space as an independent store mm-hmm. than i felt comfortable doing in kingston bookshop or sanctus bookstores which are mm-hmm. the two chains yeah um and so i think i just want to say that i appreciate independent bookstores you who you are and what you provide to book readers avid book readers um authors um is a space of not just it's not just a space of comfort it's but it is that space where we can get lost in the mystery of books um and and in some ways i would almost say you're a light onto the world (laughs) probably not as far as that but you are you know your your existence means a lot to persons who not just want to have the experience that i mentioned but also do want to continue in that spaces of saying we're not really trying to feed the capitalistic the capitalist machinery we mm. do want it to support the smaller places we want it smart independent does not mean small that's not what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> we do want to support those independent spaces that still have roots and are rooted in our communities mm. and are still part of who we are even in our identities yeah. Of, of the various communities that they that these bookstores exist in. And I think smaller is the right word, but smaller not in a like lesser way, but smaller in like a, you know, it's not every it's because niche. it's smaller. Yeah, niche. Like you've there could be so many because they're smaller. There could be everyone mm-hmm. could have every community could have their own. So I think that's yeah. fair. No, yeah. thank you. Those are such nice words. Well, I Angelina, want to say one thing. Yes, 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 one yes, thing yes. To yes, your yes, audience, yes. which is also be a light onto the world you are amazing and i'm saying this to you too lance you are amazing you are beautiful you are loved if you can't find nobody to love you yet go find that community of people that will love on you and will support you because they are there they are there continue to shine your light continue to be you and if it is not safe to be all of you where you are then find those spaces of safety find those find those spaces and find that community of people that will love and surround you and care for you well i needed to hear that today (laughs) i needed to i i needed to hear that thank you so much what a uh, thank you this is i I'm going to use that as a soundbite, just play that every morning. That's my, that's my morning affirmations, you know, I'm just going to play you saying that that was, uh, thank you. Thank you. I wish you listeners, you could see my face because the entire time I was just like, oh, just head in, head in my hands like, oh, I could go, go on, please keep going. Um, thank you, Angeline. No, this has been a pleasure. Um, guys go out to your local run to your local bookstore and go grab funny gal um it's fantastic book learn more about um this about jamaica and angeline's story and what i actually there was one thing i didn't get to ask that quickly i want to ask what can people because a lot of our listeners probably are not in jamaica but like Mm -hmm. you know jamaica is such a everyone knows jamaica because it's such a it's everyone knows Jamaica, but like, mm-hmm. what can you do if you're not 
in Jamaica, but you still want to support um, the community out there? Connect with the organizations that exist on the island. Mm -hmm. There are a number of them. They're almost all on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, You can find those. Yeah, they're almost all on social media. Um, There's Transwave, there is JFLAG. Um, I know I'm forgetting names of places at this point. I just literally told you the two big ones that I remember. Um, Quality of citizenship does not currently, is not currently doing any programming. And so I would not direct you to our organization. But if you if you look for LGBTQ organizations in Jamaica, go to the groups. I know we love, I'm here for grassroots support. So if you do want to reach out to individuals and do that particular grassroots support, then just make sure that you are working with an individual who is also doing work in the, in the country. Um, other than that, share the stories. If you if there's something you learn about, something you want to share with people, let people know what's happening. Um, and yeah, that, that would be my, my comments on that. So listeners, you know what to do. I know you're all on social media. What else we got to do at this time? Like we're, <laughs> we're on social media all the time. So yeah, go on there, follow, support, and you know, keep updated because you know, uh, 2030, 2030, we're gonna get that the, all of the anti-sodomy laws out of there. So go support. Awareness is where awareness is, you know, where it starts. You have to be aware of the problem to start getting rid of the problem. But Angeline, yes, once again, amazing episode. Go by Funny Gal. Um, to my listeners, new and old. Uh, <laughs> new and old. Yes, I'm talking to the senior citizens, and that's what I call myself. So, um, <laughs> listen, I, you didn't hear my back crack when I got when I'm getting up out of this chair. It's gonna be oof. You need to go get my walker. Um, to my listeners, new and longtime listeners, thank you so much for listening to this episode. This meant so much to me. Uh, I'm telling you, the second Jamaican culture is free from homophobia. I'm there. I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> you will. Um, and back in the back of a mango tree, fist fighting spiders. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thank you again. And all, to all of you listeners, you have a great and beautiful rest of your day. Rewind and go listen to Angeline's words again at the end of this and, you know, take that in. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon.